Ladies and future boys, welcome to the School for Wayward Nerds, the only podcast to shake hands with Mr. Mime without flinching. Uh, my name is Terry Apollo, and this week has been through a few changes. Originally, I wanted to cover the Saints Row series, um, a personal favourite of mine, but as it stands currently at this point, it would become a Rise and Fall series like we did with Harley Quinn. Um, so instead, I jumped across to Grand Theft Auto, the, you know... The other Saints Row? The most... I have a couple of hours to kill. Let's kill shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Like, I'm, I'm sure everyone knows what GTA is already. So, for this episode, I will attempt to give out some facts and trivia, and stuff that you maybe didn't already know. Potentially. Mm-hmm. Joining me on my quest to educate is Kaya, our producer. Hello. I am the producer. I have played maybe like five hours of GTA Tops. Which is a surprisingly, it sounds like a long time, but that's surprisingly not much by Grand Theft Auto standards. I also don't think I made it the entire way through the tutorial before I made you beat the tutorial for me. Oh yeah. (laughs) Sounds good. Um, So a good place to start is the origins of the game itself. That seems like a rational thing. Uh, back before Rockstar Games, there was damn A designs. And before Grand Theft Auto, there was Race and Chase. Um, a, a great descriptive name there for your... Gee, uh... I wonder what it's about. So, DMA, this is, it's always a fact that I don't think people realise, but it's good, is that the guys who invented Grand Theft Auto had the money to make Grand Theft Auto because of the success of Lemmings. Yeah. Lemmings was a good game if you grew up in, you know, late 90s, early 2000s. It was it, on every school computer. I had such a weird jump from Lemmings to Red Dead Redemption 2. You know what I mean? Yeah, but see, you're not jumping to that. If you look at early, like, racing days and stuff, yeah, you can kind of see the similar wavelength. Uh, yeah, but it is very but damn. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I feel yeah. you. Yeah. Um. So, Race and Chase was a top-down arcade-style game. Mm-hmm. Uh, very sprite artworky or pixel art. I don't know how you want to describe it, but it's that. Um, and it had some game modes. It had like some Cannonball Run racing stuff. It had Demolition Derby, and it had heists. Ah, uh, where. Like, it had two sides of the heist. You would choose to play as either the cops or the robbers. Um, But during playtesting, a mistake had been found. One as historically as important as the mistake that gave Lara Croft big pointy boobs. Or penicillin. I mean, the boobs is a lot more important than penicillin. Well, one was game-related and the other one was just, like, mistakes that was good. Yeah. (laughs) Covering all my bases. So... There was a problem in Racing Chase where the police cars were... S- they're supposed to nudge you off the road and be like a hindrance, pull you over, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But there was an oversight where instead of hitting the side of your car, they were aiming for about a mile on the opposite side of your car. Yeah, that could be problematic. Yep, so they would hit pretty hard. The police force in this game was like apeshit wild. You know, they were just... it's They just came off super aggressive and insane. Um, the thing is, 
the game was mostly pretty milk toast. Like it wasn't a groundbreaking, interesting thing. Yeah. And the playtesters would start the heist level and ignore all the goals in order to just play with these insane police officers. I mean, if that's the different thing in the game, then yeah, you're gonna... And it obviously stands out against other top-down car games. Yeah. I can't think of any because none of them are technically memorable, but we all know what I'm talking about. We've all pictured it. Yeah. Um, so... It was the best part of the game, and DMA decided to throw the original arcade-style game out completely... And rebuild around this wild car chase action and mayhem stuff. Uh, this was the birth of a three hundred to six hundred million dollar franchise called Grand Theft Auto. They they did pretty good for something they weren't trying for to create. A, yeah, for a a mistake. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I wish my mistakes would end up like that. Um, I don't currently have GTA One or Two or GTA London, but you've seen them before so so what do you think of them at first glance first impressions um they're very old school honestly more like mobile game yeah i was surprised looking back in hindsight like those top-down spritey games were coming out during crash bandicoot and mario 64 and all the 3d boom yeah and it's weird that they chose to do it the way they did but I don't you know, know it kind of worked not, out in their favor. It's not eight bit, but it's not it's so polished. Close. Yeah, it's it's nine bit. Well, that, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it's an early like iPhone three. Yeah. Game. Yeah. Like we're not we're not even up into you know the higher ends of the digit. We're we're really early stuff here. Yeah. Um. I loved how goofy they were. Like, I had number two. As, as a boy, I had it, but I never did a mission. I think I did one ever. Um, but I remember how to get the tank in the first map, and that's really all that matter. That would be the goal. You get the tank, and then you just call shenanigans until eventually the police defeat you. Nice. Um, at least you had a plan. Yeah. The I think the top-down pixel art was cute, honestly. Yeah, it takes it's... a lot of the violence out if everything looks the way it did. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, fun fact for those immature listeners who never played them, um, due to game system limitations, the horn button mm. carried over to your walking around character. So you mean that your character could, like, beep when he was walking down the street? This game featured a burp slash fart button. Oh. And a direct one. It was circle on the controller. That's that's a major button. It's a pole position piece. Yeah. And it's a random burp or fart. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Video games. Yeah. Alright, so the first game was a mild success. Getting a Game Boy adaptation, which apparently was really good. I mean, you've seen what the game looks like. I feel like a Game Boy could emulate that. Yeah, for sure. Um, it had a Nintendo 64 version almost exist, but, you know, got cancelled. Um, the only bit of good trivia I can dig up was due to the game's limitations. Um, you know, all the stuff I said. Um, the other thing is that the tower on the Grand Theft Auto 1 cover with the police car driving past it, mm-hmm. Trump Tower. Ah. Just a weird I mean, factoid I there. 
Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, yep, so this is a good time for us to deviate and talk about one of Grand Theft Auto's strongest points. We do like to deviate. There's not much to say. It's top down. It's very ugly. Stylized. Yeah, we'll call it stylized. Mm. Um, Whenever anything is, you know, not quite what you used to. Stylized. But even from the first game, Grand Theft Auto, one of their strongest points is its immersive and wonderful radio channels. Um, from the first game, radio stations have been a part of driving because, duh. They're in the car. Yeah. makes sense. So during the first game, several music composers were brought in to make MIDI file music. Um, and they were snippets to... They just did, like, little bits to mm. place over the game itself to see what would fit. Um, okay, I left a MIDI file up on your computer. Do you know what a MIDI file is? Um... I left a YouTube tab for you to get a whiff. Ah. Hold on one moment. I don't know if this will play out loud. I don't know yet either. MIDI files, baby. Alright, before we go completely into a hole, let's um put a pin in that. Did did you watch the music video for this? Because my lord. Uh, I did not. Oh, it finished. <laughs> Great. No, I think it's just an ad. Mm, gross. Don't monetize that. Um, so they were like, I don't know, should the radio be punk due to the outlaw mentality of the game? Should it be fun pop music, you know? Yeah, you bouncy and should it be fast-paced music to get... They, they weren't really sure yet. They didn't have the Super Mario theme running quite yet. Mm. Um, like, they don't know what they're going to do, and while they're scratching their heads, one of the musicians named Colin Anderson was like, it's a shame we can't just categorise it all into radio stations. Mm. And then everyone was like, well, why the fuck not? I mean, it makes sense in a car, you know. Yeah, well, it, yeah, it fit the the car. Yeah. But he's like, well, we've got all these pop ones, we've got all these rock ones. It's a shame we can't just, like, do fake radios and just put them all together. <laughs> they all kind of looked at each other and gone, yeah, we can. We should. We could. <laughs> We're gonna. Okay. All right. Um, so the first game featured, for, for due to its limitations, I'm surprised, Seven radio stations. Nice. That's pretty good. Averaging about three tracks each. That's not too bad, really. I believe the Grand Theft Auto 4, each one averaged at an hour, each radio station. Yeah. Um, so the limitations were so intense that the Fergus Buckner show featured one whole song. Oh. <laughs> the station host has this quote I found. He's, he comes in, he goes, going all the way back there, that was the Ballad of Chaplips Calhoun by the late Sideways Hank O'Malley and the Alabama Bottle Boys. And you know what? It was so good, I think I'll play it again. And then the track would loop and the radio would begin anew. Oh. <laughs> That's the whole... I, I mean, it's a good way to do it, but... That's the country music channel uh-huh. on that game. Um... But the humour dripping from the radio shows. Like, that stupidity. They're like, oh, we can only fit one song. And they're like, do it anyway. Who gives a shit? You know. Um, yeah, all the the weird, like, tongue-in-cheek nonsense in the radios. And then later, the television shows and the websites were always a favourite of mine. Yeah. Like, 
a lot of people don't notice them, mm. you know? And if you take the time to embrace some of it, it's pretty fun. Um, Kai, you've... We've been listening to some of the radio and watching some of the TV in Grand Theft Auto We have. We have. Any... Any thoughts? Um, oh, I have some thoughts. Mm-hmm. Why is, is my main thought. Because I guess they didn't need to do what they did. They obviously put a lot of, like... I'm not going to say effort, but you could tell they don't think everyone's paying attention so they can fuck around a little bit more. I, I feel like the one that really, like, stands out the most mm-hmm. is... Is it Princess Robot Bubblegum? Yes. The most harsh representation of anime culture I ever did see. Probably they really technically don't. my first introduction to anime. It explains a lot. <laughs> Doesn't it? It it really does. For all those listening at home, we don't count Dragon Ball, we don't count Pokemon, we don't count Sailor Moon because they were children's cartoons. They're not technically anime. Well, it's a weird opinion I've noticed as we've gone on in our lives. Um it's it's very um Fucked. I was gonna say that it's it's very like they make fun of the entire genre, but I don't think that takes it far enough. It's v- very like eye opening. It's like a roast battle. Yeah. Yes. That's that's most of their stuff is like roast battles. Hmm. But at a genre of you know animation. Or I'm Rich, which is just like a roast of every MTV Cribs or yeah. rich person show. America's Next Top Model had America's Next Top Hooker. Yeah, which is pretty funny. The um, weird one where the conjoined twins are doing a reality show. Judge, Judge one of them's Judy. a Catholic and the other one's a bimbo. Yeah, Just or Unjust is one of my favourites on WKTT, We Know the Truth, on mm. Grand Theft Auto 4. They're like, they took... Things that were popular when the game came out and were just like... And just abused You realise that this is stupid, right? Um, I don't know if I ended up putting that in my notes, but something a lot of people I don't think realise is that all of Grand Theft Auto, I I think up till now, is written by tongue-in-cheek British people picking on America. Yeah. And once you know that and then start watching the TV and listening to the radios and stuff, it... It becomes pretty obvious, doesn't it? Oh, it's... You can definitely see that, you know... It's... That's where it's coming from. Yeah. Um, so all the music in the first game was made up to sound familiar. Like, it was suit and genres. It wasn't technically cliche, but it was... Almost cliche, I guess. It was familiar. It's a familiar Mm -hmm. sound. Um... But as the franchise continued, real music was put in. Uh, real music personalities did cameos and became hosts of the radio stations, which worked out great too. Uh, except for Love Fist, that fictional band still gets to exist forever. And will cameo in games pretty regularly, just like Laszlo, who is a radio host. Yeah. Um, you've got a favourite of mine being Juliette Lewis on Radio Broker in GTA 4. Um, she is the singer and title character of Juliet and the Licks, which is a artist that features in that radio. Yeah. Um, I just like the radio station, but there's bigger names than that. You've got Iggy Pop appearing in the same game as mm-hmm. one of the radio hosts. You've got 
uh, Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses in yeah. St. Andres. Um, but it's not... They didn't just cop out and become Cameo City either. Like, there's still a lot of, like, goofy humour to it. Well, um, they're not done as, like... They don't rest on the fact that they've got big names. No, they're still the writing, game. like, a script for it. And stuff. Yeah. But even the ones that aren't cameos, you've, in GTO 4, you got We Know the Truth, which we talked about there. Um, you know, they had a just or unjust radio show that ended in a tiger mauling. Hmm. You know, um, in St. Andres, you had Mary Beth Mabel on K-Rose, who was constantly implicating herself in the deaths of her six late husbands. Look, six of happens. them. Look, I never liked country music, but half that game is countryside, and that radio station popped up a lot, so you start to notice that she's not talking about the same dead husband. A lot of times, you notice it's a different dead husband. Happens. Apparently it happens a lot. Look, if I learn anything from the Haunted Mansion ride at the park that shall not be named, it's not strange for a woman to take multiple husbands that suddenly die very close to the wedding date mm. that have lots of money. Very good. Um, speaking of these two games, uh, St. Andre's and Grand Theft Auto 4, which were probably main staples for me. Mm-hmm. As much as we play GTA 5, it doesn't have that fucking... Nostalgia. It's not even nostalgia. It doesn't have that tongue-in-cheek attitude as much. Je ne sais quoi. It's, I don't know what to call it. It's, it's losing a lot of its um, abuse of pop culture, we'll call it. Okay. It's a little more safe. Um, yep, so St. Andres did a thing where it would feature weather updates and news regarding the shit you were doing in-game, mm-hmm. which was a big deal at the time. Um, and then... You know, progressing into the same radio loop. You know, it would cut... It just went on an infinite loop, and it would cut a chunk out for it to be like, oh, there was a there was a gang fight featuring, you know, like the Grove Street and the Ballers, you know, mm-hmm. like all that stuff. And then the loop would continue. Um, whereas GTA 4 managed to shuffle the tracks and the radio clips to keep it from being too repetitive. Yeah. Which is, you know, it's these little details that flesh out a universe, you know? And you need, you know, little details because that's what, you know, particularly with a game like this where you are playing it for long periods of time. Mm. Like, it's not a game where you play for five hours and you've finished it. Yeah. Like, um, you, like you're I like the put... music in Saints Row as a franchise better. Yeah. But the radio itself in GTA is... Very, like, it's so well done. Yeah, but the difference is in Saints Row, it's music that you would listen to outside of Saints Row. Yeah, it, it doesn't have that. Whereas GTA doesn't have that same... There's so many, like, awesome quotes in GTA's radio library that I love. Yeah. Saints Row, as far as I can, t- I can remember, like, off the top of my head, there's only, like, one. Yeah. On the metal station, it's like, hey, do you like music like this? And it plays, like, Wake Me Up Before You Go Go or something. And they're like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. If you like music like that. I remember that making me laugh. But there's no other moments like that. Yeah. Like, I could listen to a lot of the radio stations in GTA just around the house. Yeah. Um, so, I mentioned TV in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, GTA 4 had television. Uh, it featured, you know, just... Um, I'm Rich. It had Princess Robo Bubblegum. With it's its a poor very dubbing. Hard name to try and remember. 
remember. Mm. But it also had like um, what else did it had? It had like this war propaganda that was maybe very based on Halo, mm-hmm. but very Americanized Halo. Oh, I see. It had like a men's talk show, which was different to all the other ones. It wasn't using stock image. It had like in-game characters walking around a set doing a thing, which was cool, but I don't remember finding it as wildly funny. It was probably more tongue-in-cheek and subtle about it. Well, that you know, would have been making fun of, like, women's talk shows. Oh, it's probably a little... Yeah, I wouldn't get the reference. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we've spoken of the audio. We've spoken of the two-dimensional Grand Theft Autos. Mm-hmm. So let's move to the 3D era. Probably, you know, a progression that makes sense. Thankfully resorting from calling it GTA 3D. Oh, that would have... I think that would have tanked the franchise. Oh, Right? So, Grand Theft Auto 3. Thank Christ. It came out in October 2001 after some delays. Mm -hmm. Now, this game being about a violent criminal in a very close parody of New York City, Mm. a month after 9-11... Needed a few changes. Really? I would have never guessed that. Mm. Paul, like, that's... Obviously, it was a tragedy for a lot of reasons. But... I mean, it affected... That sucks. It affected a lot of things. Because mm. Spider-Man it's, had a similar, like... Yeah, the original trailer had to be removed. Mm-hmm. It's weird how much that affected and still hasn't pop culture. Up. Well, I mean, when you base all of your stuff in... America LA or New, New York. York. It's not even America. It happens in LA or New York. I mean, yeah. I don't want to watch anything if from any, Wisconsin. If anything happens in LA or New York, it's going to, like, affect greatly things. affect. Yeah. So, Dam and Sam Hauser, uh, the guys more or less in charge of the series for the most part, mm-hmm. weren't even sure if they wanted to release the game at all at that point. Apparently, they could see the towers from their apartment. It was a very huge turning point for a lot of people in the city. Oh, yeah. Um, so their New York offices was near Grand Zero. Um, they had trouble getting in at all. And as you can imagine, the mood after the attacks was pretty fucking low. Well, I mean... Why wouldn't it be? It, yeah, it was a huge... And, like, it rattled people everywhere. But, like, people that were in New York and Jersey and stuff like that it completely changed their lives. Like, um, because Gerard Way was on his way into the city when that happened and literally, like, didn't get off the boat. He turned around, went back to Jersey, rocked up at his friend's place and was like, we're going to start a band because I don't want to work for Cartoon Network anymore. Yeah. Like, so many people completely, like, U-turned after that event. That, yeah. So Rockstar and Sony, like, decided to release it, but... Make it a little more palatable for the time that it's being released in. I mean, they've done all this work on it. It's meant to come out anyway. They were very proud of it, and it was fucking groundbreaking for mm. what it was. Yeah. Um, You know, it literally built the 3D open world genre. Mm. Think about it. Like We wouldn't, we wouldn't have... Crash Bandicoot is linear as fuck. Mario 64 is open, quote-unquote. Yeah, but it's but still, still level lim- design. You're limited to, like, how... It's open it world is. is a hub to select yeah. missions, more or less. Yeah. But so many things stem from GTA 3. So oh, it's yeah. probably a very good thing that they did release it. 
Um, they made police cars generic instead of exactly like the NYPD ones because mm-hmm. firing a rocket at them seemed a little poor taste. Just a little. Yeah. Um, they changed the flight paths of aeroplanes to keep them well away from the city. There's a... I don't remember what game it is, but there is one maybe in this game where they moved a building position so now an aeroplane maybe does phase exactly through a building. <laughs> but, okay. you know... We, they they didn't okay. have patches in those days, so it is what it is. Just don't notice it. How often do we look at the aeroplane flight paths in a Grand Theft Auto game? This is true. Uh, well, they can have they can have a mistake here and there. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Um, yep, they removed a mission that referenced terrorism. Mm-hmm. Even a small reference, They're like you know, we don't want. It's it. another time. Yeah, um, a few bits of dialogue from pedestrians, and the radio was pulled too. Um, however, some of these changes um, didn't get to the original batch of European versions, which had already... But they were getting ready to be sent out. Europe's a big place. They would have to send them to us in Australia. Yeah. And the French version has to be organised. And I mean, you have like, to get it to it, it's, it's a the big... distributors and everything well before the actual release date yeah. to make sure that like all of these places have the discs. Yeah, so... Potentially, it leaves some weird GTA history collector items out there, which is kind of fascinating. Yeah. Um, do you want to... Speaking of European versions of the game, do you want to talk about the German trailer for this game? Um, Not the most sensitive version of the trailer, I'll admit. Probably the worst. Uh, look, they maybe didn't... The PlayStation 2 emblem... Emblazoned across the screen, so proud of what they have, as a rocket blows up an aeroplane in the background. Maybe translation didn't come through as good as. Christ, Germany, come on. (laughs) I know Lederhosen's great, but they're not the most sensitive people. (sighs) It's. Look. I don't think they did it, like, purposely. I think it isn't even in the game unless you, like, break it down to its base elements and rebuild it from scratch because they did remove blowing up aeroplanes. Yeah. Yep. Um, Yeah, some of the gore was removed as well. Um, But much like the Mortal Kombat Nintendo version, there was a cheat code to put it back in. Yeah. It's it's there if you want it. But that's the thing. Which I like as a choice. It was... There, they just they just it. They, they, they put a band-aid on it. Yeah. If we do a sequel to this episode, we'll be talking a lot about specific coding in certain things, whether they want to remove it or not. Yeah. But you need the sex scene minigames to make the rest of the game work, apparently. Mm. So, no ma- so unfortunately, no matter how hard you bury it, some asshole with a computer is going to find it, and they are going to... Ruin Rockstar for a long time. But we'll get to that another time. Look, I have to say, I'm, I find the whole data digging thing kind of annoying. I find it fascinating. It's like archaeology. But I know, but can't we just nerds. find stuff? Like... Oh yeah, the natural looking is an awesome thing. But you got to know what you're looking for. The Easter egg in the Futurama PlayStation game, for example. No one would have known to look for that if it didn't specifically say there's an Easter egg in the, in like the code. Yeah. No one would have found that shit. Took 17 years, they barely found that shit. Yeah. Um, okay. I could do a whole boring episode about Grand Theft Auto Radio. Very easily. And I'm sorry to come back to it. 
but I'm gonna. Because in the original GTA 3, there was an ad featuring a competition for ammunition, and you could win the anti-aircraft gun actually used to bring down Saddam Hussein. Nice. This was cut. This was changed. Mm. You know, in a post-terrorist attack world. Um, it was changed to the anti-aircraft gun that was used to bring down Australia. <laughs> so I guess we're either communist or dead in GTA's canon. I mean, both of those things are... Weird. Yeah. It, either why, one or the why other. Why do we get picked on? We don't normally. That's why I found it so weird. It's Maybe. not a koala or a kangaroo joke. It's not about Wolf Creek. It's we shot them. You want? We've got the gun for the, in a competition. <laughs> Yeah. Weird. Um, so one thing that was removed before 9-11 was Dark Alley. Right. I hope that name perked up a few ears listening. So, Kyle. Right. In the end credits of the game, a voice actor is credited for voicing a character named Dark Alley. Okay. A character that is not in the game, so to speak. Well, that makes it confusing. Yep. So people dug around and found this character model in the files. Okay. A weird homeless man with the top of his head all bandaged up. Right. Now, put your fucking tinfoil on, because this is where the internet gets all conspiracy and creepypasta on us. Mm. Because, you know, there's code of a weird creepy man in a coat with his head all bandaged up, and he's credited, he's... So, someone did that. Right. Someone voiced lines for this character. I, I feel you. Um, Rumours go in and out about this character's mission bank featuring blowing up a bus full of children or flying a plane into a man's penthouse, shit like that. Mm. A lot of people assumed it was 9-11 related because they talk about all these changes and there's a mysterious character somewhere in the game files. Is it wrong that after our movie selections of last night, I went immediately to, it's the Invisible Man? No, no, because there's still like a face and a beard. It's just like, I've severely hurt my head injury kind of bandages. Oh. He doesn't look like Mr. Negative from Doom Patrol or nothing. Okay. Um... So, like, people were guessing that he was high, like, they'd hidden him out of the game after 9 mm-hmm. 11. With all these things based on nothing that was getting spread around they're, about they're it. They're just guessing stuff. Yeah. Um, now, that stuff is just rumor. It's just, it's just rumor mill junk, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's nothing to it. But potentially a very good guess. Oh. Rockstar later said, about 10 years later was when they started admitting to some of the changes that were removed. They didn't yeah. really want to talk about it at the time. It would have been weird to ask. Yes. Um, he was pulled before 9-11 due to his missions being sort of too crazy to fit the narrative. Mm-hmm. Which people think is a cop-out, but it makes a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. Your character, whose name is Claude. Yes. Um, he's doing all these criminal activities to survive and deal with being double-crossed crossed by his original gang and left on the run in Liberty City. That's a bit mean. Yeah, it'd be weird for a homeless guy to go, hey buddy, child genocide, and Claude say, lol, okay, give thumbs up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah that doesn't make sense. Like, it makes sense that that was weird for the narrative to have him do what this homeless guy asks him to do. Yeah. Um, Especially given he was a mute and had PS2 potato hands, so he couldn't give a thumbs up if he wanted. 
This, yes. Right. Yes. Good points are being made here. Yeah. So Rockstar have spoken of one of the missions. That's the thing. A lot of it's all conjecture and memory at this point and 10 years after the fact. So a lot of it's gone. Yeah. Um, they've spoken of this one where you fill an ice cream van with dynamite on a hot day. Oh, that's me. And leave it in a park. Oh, that's me. And you try and blob as many people as possible. Which ended up, the only reason they remember it is because they recycled it. I've seen, I didn't get very far in this game. I'm terrible at old PS2 games. But it ends up being recycled later. Like you pull up at like a gang mob building with an ice cream van full of dynamite and it it plays the ice cream van music and they all come out and you blow. Whichever ones don't get blown up, you have to, you know, firefight with them. Makes sense. It's a weird way to defeat the mob it's ice cream i would survive that attack but you don't want ice cream not a huge fan of ice cream yeah, don't mind a sherbet cone though with his cones oh they're so good oh yeah so kyle yes in the first two games there's a mini game in there called kill frenzy yep you would find these missions around and they would give you a weapon and you had a time limit to kill a certain amount of people right if you could, you would get to keep the weapon and I think some money. I don't, I don't really remember. Really it's helpful. been a while. Um, another explanation of Dark L is in here. It lies in those old mini games. A Game Informer issue yeah. that came out during GTA 3's like press, like its development stage, it's or its press it. pack yeah. stuff. Yep. Yeah. It said that Kill Frenzy had been replaced by quote a stinky old tramp. Mm-hmm. Oh, who lurked in dangerous areas and gave you tasks like kill 20 pedestrians in five minutes for items only he could provide you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that could have been... That sounds similar to what Dark Hell could have been. Yeah, true. Uh-huh. Um, in the actual release, however, this wasn't there. They had these things called Rampage in which gang members spawned in and, and they were basically the cannon fodder instead of random civilians. Which was nice, considering, you know. Dark Hell no way to be seen. Mm-hmm. But potentially his lines were still recorded enough that they had to credit a dude for doing it. Whether it's in-game or not, he still did it. Yeah. And that's... I like that. I like I like the conspiracy that brews so quick and immediate out of creepy homeless dude with secrets <laughs> buried in the game. Which, en- mean, which ended good, up inspiring yeah. later games, like... The whole secret underbelly character we don't know about. They credited Sasquatch in Grand Theft Auto San Andres. He's not in the fucking game. No matter how many nights you spend as a child, very afraid, running through the old woodlands in Bone County. You know, too young to be playing the game in the first place. But you're not killing prostitutes or doing anything violent or drug related. You're running around looking for Sasquatch getting scared by thunder. In a video game thunder, not the real thunder outside. Mm-hmm. You're just running around panicking <laughs> in the woods. And then you get afraid and you have to turn off the game. You had a very interesting childhood, didn't you? Oh, I was like the Dipper Pines of PlayStation. <laughs> right. Okay. Does that explain it? <laughs> I mean, Rockstar does a good job. But yeah, and then they ended up putting Sasquatch in Grand Theft Auto V as a dude with a fetish for being sasquatch yeah. and you know you you, you shoot it you know, in a hunting mission he's like oh fuck and his mask comes off and he's like what the hell man what are you shooting me so that's why are you sasquatch 
I mean, I think both of those are very valid questions. Yeah. All right, we've talked about some mass murders and terrorism. <laughs> so, so let's jump into something a little more fun and easy. Yeah. Like a tasty, nice Easter egg. Which at the time of recording are all nice and cheap because Easter is over. And no one's been able to go to the store to buy them. Mm -hmm. So in a game so fleshed out, Mm -hmm. there's plenty of room for Easter eggs, obviously. Um, Kaya, how would you describe an Easter egg to someone? Um, it is chocolate. Be useful here, please. Oh, okay. It's... An additional prize to the game. It doesn't have anything to like necessarily do with the game, but it's thing you're like, oh, I understood that reference. Yeah, neat little surprise. Yeah. Um, in GTA Three, the first one to come to my mind is on the back of like a concrete wall. Yep. I think a lot of people probably listening to this know it already. But there's this little fenced-off area with some trees in it in the city. Mm-hmm. And if you park a truck in the right spot next to the fence and then a car, you can sort of park all your potato character ass onto the car, onto the truck, over the fence. Yes. Um, on the walls of one of these pieces of concrete, it says, you weren't supposed to get in here, you know? Nice. In, like, computer font. Like, it's not a graffiti tag. It's just a clear PNG image they've just pushed onto a wall to get out of here. What are you doing? I do like that they were like, Someone's going to try this. Yeah, so some arsehole's going to find this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you have two... You have the first two GTA original games featured as still screens on the computers in the internet cafe in GTA 3, which is called TWAT. You know, oh, the yeah. at symbol, which reads as twat. Oh, Because yeah. that's typical well, yes. tongue-in-cheek Grand Theft Auto humor. Yes. Um... One egg I liked is the newspapers lying around in this game with the headlines, Zombie Elvis Found. Ah, uh, yes, I like this one. Yep, this is a reference to the American hysteria about the possibility of Elvis not actually dying. Um, the egg was more for Vice City, the, you know, this following game, mm-hmm. which took place around 1986, which was smack bang in the middle of, I saw Elvis, he was at the fucking 7-Eleven. Of you course know. it was. Um, but it was recycled back into GTA 3 because it putting trash in newspapers in the city just looked right. Yeah. It gave it a natural feel. Um, well, it makes it more, I want to say realistic, but there's not a lot of realism to this. So. The environment has a lot of it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so another egg that would continue throughout games is the moon. The moon is yep. in all the games. If you shoot it, it will change size. Uh huh. Just like in real life. Don't believe me? Shoot the moon. Don't shoot the moon. Shoot the moon. Don't shoot. Don't he talking smack. He is talking smack, but don't shoot him. All right. Um. So. Otherwise, it will rain cheese. Don't, exactly. Don't do that. You want you want it to start raining nacho cheese? Maybe make a dreams level about it. If you don't know what I'm talking about, YouTube uh, dreams PS4. <laughs> It's, it's a shit show. We'll talk don't, about it another time. Don't, don't, don't. Um, not quite an Easter egg. Mm-hmm. More of a interesting, not even bug, like a weird behind the scenes. Yeah. A boundary break. Ooh. Yeah. Um, you could fly the dodo plane out to the quote-unquote ghost town, which is the area they used to shoot the opening cutscene of the game. Yeah. Which is still, it has to exist somewhere on the disc, and people found it somewhere yeah. on the disc. 
in an accessible area, which is nice. Um, it's a set piece with no actual walls, so you can fly like around and through them, which is why it's a ghost town. Yeah. Um, uh, you know all about boundary breaking and stuff like that. It's very... I'm, I'm very well versed in boundary breaking. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So I know covering St. Andre's would be its own beast. So yes. that, that's going to get its own week. We could spend a podcast semester just describing the differences between what year copy you have. Yeah, I, we, look, we looked at we a couple We watched of, the Japanese yeah. conversion and how that's completely different. We've seen when they did the remaster, we saw when they did the iOS version, we saw that in the first three weeks there's several different batches of San Andreas. Oh, oh, man. It's, it's too much. It's great. And the Easter eggs in that game are fucking... Like I said, a lot of my childhood was spent foraging for that stuff. And it's yeah. probably why I'm like this. I like that I played a scary adult game with potential fucking in it. But now I just like to look at secrets and behind the scenes stuff. So, worked out fine. Mm, yeah. <laughs> to an extent. Mm. All my other problems aren't from video games, they're from other things. That's why I'm inside playing video games now. Yeah. Like safe. <laughs> um... So, yeah, we're not going to do San Andreas, so we will do Vice City now. Okay. So we're primed and ready to go. Yeah. Because it would be weird to do five minutes of Vice City and then <laughs> the rest of the week on San Andreas. Yeah. Um, all right. There isn't much to cover, like, as far as its development goes. Um, it began as an expansion to GTA 3, but expanded into its own game, but done way better than what happened with Saints Row 4. Mm. Much better. Um... So Rockets. after the 9-11 stuff, DLC. Rockstar wanted to put a game somewhere like less current, a little more bright, a little more colourful, yeah. a high contrast to where they'd been previously. Um, this game took place in Vice City, which is more or less Miami, yeah. uh, and it takes place in 1986, so things like Miami Vice and Scarface inspire the shit out of this game. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, it came out, raised the bar in gaming, was controversial. All the staples of a Grand Theft Auto game. Yeah, that's everything you want. Thankfully, it didn't predict any terrorist attacks like its predecessor, or feature secret sex scenes like what would follow. Mm-hmm. So it's a nice, safe ground. Um, so let's get straight into the Easter eggs in that game. Uh, I think I used... That's what I played this game for. Like, I remember... I don't even remember playing Vice City, but I remember getting it after St. Andre's. And you sit down with your buddies, you got your primas, you know, you got your juice box, you sit down, we're going to go find some eggs. We're going to go hunting for these guys. Mm. You know, like, I remember... The Easter egg hunt's great fun. Look, a lot of people in those days had the, this will be a nostalgia blast, tucked into their game covers, there would be like three or four A4 sheets of paper you've printed off your mum's computer. With all the cheat codes for Grand Theft Auto in it, the jetpack, the cars, the well, all, see, all the stuff you were lucky. Money. You had printed off pieces of paper. Mine were handwritten. Oh well, everyone had that. Remember back pre-internet days? They used to before you had to pay extra, and they called it DLC for shit that's already in the game. They're just paying to unlock it. The booklets Fucking used EA. to have note pages in the back of them. Yeah, but no fucker so ever they... used them. Where everyone wrote in the notepad and tucked it in. I did. I did write it in one of my Game Boy books. Yeah, yeah, yeah fancy. No, I just didn't realize that I needed a bigger piece of paper. Yeah. 
And then I quickly worked out that I needed a bigger piece yeah, of paper. Yeah, a lot of people had the cheap piece of paper, but I distinctly remember having like a potential Easter egg one. Nice. Half of them were fake because no one was fact checking that shit no. back in the day. And most of them But you would have to go and spend like, like yeah, and you would have to spend like an hour checking to make sure it's definitely not real. Yeah. Um, Maybe come back to it, in, you know, a day or two just to make sure it wasn't like a time thing. Look, the internet's great and YouTube's fucking awesome, but I I miss the hunt, the hunt, the rumors, the secret characters, the sh- all that. All that classic shit is so gone now. Cheats. Um, so, this game is what I thought the beginning of Easter Eggs was. As a dumb little fellow. As a little boy. Aww. Because this game actually featured a secret Easter Egg. Yes. Which you saw. Um, you go to the helicopter pad near the VCN building. You jump through the window, which is it's just a hologram. Window. You face yeah. straight through it. Inside is a small room. A very small blank room with a podium. Yep. And a chocolate egg on it that just says Happy Easter. That's it's cute. It's nice. It's very charming, isn't it? It's yeah. Dumb. Um, yeah, I later found out that the term meant finding... It was like an Easter egg hunt. You find the little treat. Yeah. I thought it was based on Vice City. Like, that was the first one. Mm, not quite. <laughs> I want to say I was 10, but I was probably slightly older. I'm always older than I thought I was, because I'm immature. That's okay, so long as you don't think other people are slightly older than they are. For all those at home, maybe I've misjudged how old Kyra is. Maybe. Maybe. Allegedly. It's alright. Yeah, let me read my notes. I'm not that bad. Look, women are very touchy about their age. Apparently. Um, Another one I remember finding and thinking was comedic genius at the time is the Chariot Hotel. Kyra, I showed you this one as well. Um, yes, uh, this building, this building, okay, mm-hmm. had a fountain on its roof that went off every oh, year, like yes, fifteen minutes did. or so. But you go far enough away that it's you know that you can get a good look at it at a, around eleven thirty in game, and the specific hotel room lights that are on make a nice dick and balls constellation, mm. and then the fountain goes off. And then ejaculates over the city. So it was like a big, you know, it, it, it could have been come in hindsight. Didn't really know what come was yet. I thought it was a big P. <laughs> oh. That's how, it, see, that's me as a little boy playing these video games. You're cute. Dumb. Yeah. Uninformed of the penis. <laughs> Probably for the best. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um... One I couldn't find without breaking the PC version, but I found out about later, was in the ammunition gun stores, there's a weird Photoshop tucked away, like, on the other side of the walls. Um, Mm -hmm. Weirdly topical for a 1986 game. Um, It's a bad Photoshop of Ronald Reagan shooting Gorbachev in the head. (laughs) Oh. It's a bad Photoshop. It's funny to Google, because, like, these guys built Grand Theft Auto games and they couldn't... Look, quickly bang out an really image. Hard. There's so many textures. They've built from the ground up. And they're like, I don't know and Photoshop. is hard. <laughs> Apparently. Um, yep, another reference to the times it takes place in is, um, and it's mob themes, for the second episode in a row, Concrete Boots. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, you could find multiple dead bodies floating in the water around the game with the big concrete shoe. 
Um, Look, it's which, very mob bossy. Yeah, and it's very familiar to anyone who investigated the Infinity Killer in Grand Theft Auto V. Another good conspiracy is when you go into the film studio, you can find where the moon landing was staged. Yes, I, yes, we ran past that. Mm-hmm. Um, another one I investigated as a youngin was the secret apartment. Um, now, I know now it's very clearly a Scarface reference, but as a kid who didn't know what Scarface was, or come, apparently. Apparently. Um, yeah. You find a hotel building that you can enter without any little icons or nothing you normally see. Like, there's no indication. Mm-hmm. Inside is a normal, you know, hotel room, but the bathroom is absolutely covered in blood and there is a chainsaw sitting in there and you can use it as the item. Yeah. Which was... That felt like some good creepy creepypasta at the time. Turns out it's just a movie reference, but... Oh, it meant something. You know? <laughs> Those are good, good times. Um, and speaking of spooky things, mm-hmm. George Romero, horror icon, inventor of the zombie. Yes. Of course. I'm sure we've mentioned him a million times before. Um, in Little Havana, which is an area of the game, there are a couple of shops worth mentioning. All right? All right. I've got to do my, my fancy, not English words here. Funeraria Romero and mm-hmm. Carnicera Romero. Um, a funeral home, which the first one's a funeral home. Yep. Uh, with a gravestone dedicated to Stephen Maholland, a deceased worker at Rockstar, which is a nice homage. Yes. Um, but the egg doesn't stop there. No, no, no. The, it's everything packed into this is the, it's the amount, you know, it's the depth. Yeah. So you've got this dedication to a dude who, want, who you know, died. Um, there's a vandalized picture of Bella Lugosi as Dracula in the window too, for some fucking reason. They've put a bomber jacket... Rockstar logo on him and drawn like sunglasses on him and stuff. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the reasoning is. I'm sure there's some inside joke that goes with it. Yeah. Um, and behind the store is three filled graves. Yeah. One isn't filled. No, not yet. No, no, no. There's a skeleton missing an arm. Yeah, in that's the, fine. A very 2D one. <laughs> it's a terrible skeleton. It, obviously, they didn't want to take a lot of disc space for dumb Easter eggs. Yeah. But it kind of adds some charm to it, honestly, because it looks like they faked it on the internet, you know? Oh, they it looks like a bad terrible. lie. Um, Alright, so he's missing an arm, and you'll try to think of a man missing an arm in movies like Godfather or Reservoir Dogs or Scarface, like most of the records in this game are. Mm-hmm. But, but no, no, no. You, for some fucking reason, I don't know why they added so much depth to this. That's what makes it fun, though. Um, you pop around the corner to Carnicero Romero's Family Butchers. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, one of the selections in their window is a human arm, a human brain, and a box labeled human organs among all the lamb and cow and duck, I assume. I Ran- random awful. I like that like 80% of the people playing that game would never have noticed no. or cared or maybe even just seen the arm in the window or just seen the funeral home and never connected. No, I reckon... No one ever popped around the corner and saw it. I, th- I think you would do the funeral home and you'd be like, oh, there's graves out the back. Huh, that's funny. No, no, the graves... Oh, yeah, well, yeah, they're at the funeral home. Yeah. I don't think... That you, you might People find. would have sat there and, like, linked all three together and been like, mm. hang on, How often do we play open world games and stop and check every building? No. There's no reason to, but the, the little details that you're brushing past are what flesh it out and make it feel real. Because I don't check every detail in every store I walk past in real life either. Yeah. But it... 
you know, you, you've played video games where all the windows are just glazed over JPEGs of glass and you, they don't even have your reflection in it and it's it's not the same feeling. Yeah. Like, even the ones where they... Even if you're like, not going to notice it. and stuff in windows just so that they, like, can get away with that. Like, Arkham does that a couple of times mm. and stuff. Like, at least there's a reason why it's not, you know, done. But... But when they do it... Wait, even if you don't notice it, it adds that element of depth. And like I said, because like GTA isn't a game that you play once and that's it. Yeah. Like it really you gives a lot you a of time chance in this town, to in these cities that they've built. Yeah. Um, and it's not just like the dumb Easter eggs. Like every sign is a dumb pun or reference everywhere you look. Like you go to the hardware store in Vice City, it's called Bunch of Tools. Yeah. All right, you, you walk by, there's a sign on the side. Got wood? We have all lengths. Mm-hmm. You know? The music store down the street is selling air guitars starting at the low price of $199. Air guitars. Someone went on eBay. Mm. <laughs> it's it's all so silly and stupid and immature and dumb, but the amount of it is so dense. It's like what we discussed on our um, Stripperella episode. Mm. It's all silly, but the amount... And the dedication to it means more than the sum of its yeah, parts. Definitely. Yeah. It's like when a movie is so bad that it's good. Hmm. It, it's like because they put so much effort into making the game what it is, you you feel the need to peel the layers off. Yeah. I wondered why I had an extra page. Evidently, I don't have an extra page. No, there was an extra page in the thing and I just didn't cut the printer off. Alright, so I think that's the takeaway of this episode. Is that there's always something special (laughs) if you... GTA is like an onion. No, like there's something special if you take the time to look for it. You know, and we've seen over the course of this episode, we've seen tragedy... We've seen little mistakes become big victories, and we've seen the delight in taking the time to look around yourself. And I think that ticks enough boxes for today. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, except for homework, obviously. Do you have any final thoughts on early days Grand Theft Auto before we move on? Um, I obviously have no nostalgia or anything towards it. Literally, this week was the first time I saw most of it. But that also adds... Because you're not blinded by nostalgia too, you also have like a fresh outlook on things. I I honestly think you should like Google definitely some of the like shows and radios and stuff that go with it. Hmm. Especially people who've played the game and never really thought about it. Yeah, there's there's a lot there that you know take take a look into it. It's pretty fun and interesting, and I think it's one of those things where you might like start off with a YouTube video and then end up going in and trying to play it and find it yourself. Oh shit, and be careful YouTube in it. Not only was this my like early days stomping ground for Easter egg hunting, and a YouTube video about CJ's mother in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, which ended up being an actual fucking Easter egg later, it turned out. Mm. It was the first Screamer video I ever seen. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. They were talking about how at a certain time, in certain days of the week, you'll see the ghost of his mother appear, and then halfway through it, it shows a JPEG of the chick from Exorcist, mm-hmm. and it's a very loud scream. Mm. Everyone knows what a screamer is. I don't know why I'm explaining it. 
but the first one that hits you as a kid hits you fucking harder. Yeah. I don't know. I get pretty, hit pretty hard by them. But the, when you don't know that that's even a thing that exists, yeah, oof, we come out of nowhere pretty hard. You know. It's like the first time you hear the paranormal activity like theme music. Mm. Or the first time you get Rick rolled and you don't know that Rick rolling's a thing and you're like, oh, he must have put the wrong video up. And then you just, <laughs> then you just be like, no, oh, think, that must have been that guy's mistake. I, th- I think it's like the second time you Which get Rick rolled. Which I did Rick-rolled. that too. Man, all early days, San Andre's YouTube like, oh, was a dangerous world. Yeah. Screamers and never going to give me up, apparently. Um, so... Speaking of never giving up. Mm, what is your favorite small detail in a video game? Which is our homework question, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. That was, Not that anyone that ever, nice like, thought. you know, tells us their answer. Feel free to email us at schoolforwardnerds at gmail.com. That is our email address. What's a detail you liked in a video game? Um, so going through a bunch. There's so many once I started looking. Yes. Yeah. And the one that I found, I will admit... I have not played the game. However, it's a feature that I'm like, that. Because mm-hmm. I felt like I, I could, you know, I could relate to this being an issue in video games that I have played. Apparently, in Red Dead Redemption, mm-hmm. there is a match speed feature in which when you are riding alongside an NPC, you can match their speed exactly so that it doesn't have issues with, like, trying to concentrate on the conversation you're having and keep the thing going at the same time and try and make sure that you're facing the right direction. It's not even just that, but honestly, how often, for some fucking reason, they make NPCs slower than the character you play as? Exactly! All the time. It's such a weird feature that, for some reason, is a staple of games. And look, I'm one of those And I always that... appreciate when someone does it differently to that. Yeah, and I'm always that person that I'm like... Tap, tap. Oh, I tap too much. Tap, 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 tap. Nope, now I'm too far. Like, you need this match speed. It's what I would do if I was walking next to you having a conversation, so just do it in the game. Yeah. So that's my small detail that I'm like, yes. Originally, for my answer, I wanted to say the rat man in Portal 2, but it's it's, it's too big. Bit, yeah. It's not a fine detail. No. And then I was thinking about the Arkham games, which are full of fine details like they've concentrated i mean the first game anyway apparently as far as a reddit poll i saw today it's not everyone's favorite but for me it's still the best one because it started everything yeah um and it's a small little environment they they took the time to really flesh it out and add detail to it and also like for someone like you where that's your like main jam Mm -hmm. you're gonna notice little things that other people want yeah not just riddle trophy details but like everything yeah it's oh you know i could have talked about jericho in arkham city having like the x-ray stuff but even that's more of a i'd call it more foreshadowing than yeah then what well, it's it's, a, it's the the little detail that i chose out of those games as a series is the bat suit slowly getting progressively damaged over the course of the night Oh, the cave the, the cave getting ripped like the chest getting torn and the elevator the scene it's all one night in game. Yeah. And as you're progressing through it, you see Batman more or less get torn to shit over the course of the night. And it yeah. makes it feel it makes it feel feel like an actual like, ugh, this fucking night. And 
it's like we've we've spoken... it's such a small fine detail but you feel like you're it, it's, it makes it a more it. immersive game yeah um we feel like we've we've spoken regularly about the fact that like we like a bruce or a batman that we don't like a grand morrison perfect yeah no we we like a you know if it's I realistic want... if you are swinging around the city and getting into as many fights and stuff as he is you're not going to come out of it pretty. No. I don't know if you've ever worn something that's floor length, but it's really okay, hard to keep, yeah. you know, something like that from getting, like, scuffed mm. and ripped and stepped on and, you know, muddy and frayed and... It's such a little detail, but it made you feel like you were part of the journey. Yeah. Like, it added... For some reason, it just added a little element of Yeah, they didn't harshness. have to do that. I don't know what to call it. Um, another one that you told me about throughout the week was, oh, I don't remember what game it was, but the Ice Cubes. Oh, for fuck's sake. Um, in one of the, I believe it's Metal Gear. Sure. This seems like one of those weird, eccentric Metal Gear choices. Mm. Might have been Splinter Cell. This, I don't think this, it's Splinter Cell. I think is, it's, we're, oh, we're, I, just, we're just gonna, like, think it, because this is how you explained to me what we were looking for for homework, and I was like, that's... So, in one of these games, one of the ones I've probably mentioned in my rambling list of what it could have been it probably isn't who we're kidding mm. in one of the bar scenes you could shoot like over the glasses at the bar mm-hmm. the glass would shatter the liquid would come out like it, yeah, it, it, it had break physics like it broke yeah. which is great sure. but the ice cubes in it were built specifically to melt so your character could sit there and watch ice cubes melt on a bar table in real time how much time, effort, and money went into that detail? Do you think they were trying to, like, make a game about melting the Arctic or something? And no, like, no. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think that's where it ended up. Well, I'm just, you know, I'm thinking about, like, Disney, who, you know, they'll create Deep Canvas or something like that, and it's like... We have this idea of doing a princess and her hair is going to be a really big component and we need to, you know, practice hair physics. Hmm. Like, were, were they planning to use it for something else or were they just like, <laughs> this is fun? Like, I just, I don't understand. 12 minutes of watching Ice Melt. Why? Uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, that's my... Wide answer over the night. I don't have an answer. That's certainly a fine, small detail in a game. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I'm, it floors me. We we like these additions, but we also question your sanity. Yeah. Within reason, we like them, and a lot of the times we're like, "You okay? <laughs> you you need a you hmm. need a hand? Yeah. Cup of coffee. All right. All right. This has been a weird. I guess it's a trivia episode. Not necessarily about a video game in particular, but a... Stylized episode. Yeah. Well, I wanted to bring something different. Everyone knows what the fuck Grand Theft Auto is. Not everyone knew it came from the money raised by Lemmings. I do Not a lot of people knew that the radio actually fucking had something in it. Hmm. Not a lot of people realized how hard 9-11 affected everything, I guess. I mean, I feel like that one was pretty Yeah, but it affected more than we realised. Mm. Um, I, I hope you listening got something out of this. 
If not, oh, fuck my Email bad. Email us. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> let us know that you hate our episodes. Yeah, write us a review. That'd be cool. It would, it would mean something. You know, subscribe, us. rate, do all the things. Write us a terrible review, but rate five star because those are the funniest reviews on Amazon Prime. Yeah, those are even like the old, like new grounds ones. It's like, <laughs> you know, no, no, no. Oh shit! I'm not telling you guys to do this, but it was the opposite on Newgrounds, where you would say like a really nice complimentary review about how great this thing was and gave it like one star please, please don't do that uh, I don't care do, do it if you want I mean it would be nice to get so, at least one review are you are you even listening hello dog is my old friend alright this has taken a turn into the depressing so it is a good time to sign out I've been your host Toby Apollo. I'm Kyle alright um did we decide to shoot the moon shoot for the moon because even if you miss, you'll end up among the stars or some shit. I but don't shoot the moon. It'll rain cheese. Yeah. The end. All right, great. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>